Well, we're online. Well, two of us are. We think so, Joe and Mark Noyce. And uh, we're waiting for everybody else, I guess, because JT's on vacation, wants us to call him, doesn't answer his phone. G's not online yet. And I'm on one computer this week, so that's going to make for a very interesting uh, show trying to do. Because my laptop died. <laughs> and what did you do to it? Uh, it's giving me a it's giving me a little flashing light on my uh, uh, what do you call it the um, caps lock key, and yeah. it indicates basically that the uh, CPU failed. Huh. Now that's never good. No, so I ordered a new one, and uh, it should be here tomorrow, and hopefully that will fix the problem. The bigger issue that I have is going to be that I cannot do my raw review without my laptop. <laughs> At least you you have an excuse and you've warned us in advance. I, I do have an it's excuse not like this week. Raw will disappear. Yeah, the the the, the world is not going to end because I don't do a raw review this week. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just looking through it now. I I got a I got a shout out from Triple H. Oh really? I was going to make that joke, but <laughs> he beat to it by four days. <laughs> he mentioned his friend Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Way to go, Triple H. Insult uh, the audience. Uh, I, 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 I loved it. I thought that was just awesome. I, I did laugh, but at the same time, like I said, you're insulting your audience. It's, it's, true that he's, it's true that he's insulting the audience, but he's doing it in a very comical way. and it, It's almost like being a comedian. In fact, yeah. I went to a Raw one time. And uh, I don't know if you remember this one. It was uh, Vince McMahon came out, and then... Like everything was just going wrong for him, and he like he sits down in the corner of the ring because he just kind of like snapped. He lost it, you know. And Triple was H that comes one out. Where and... He tore both. Huh? Was that where he tore both his quads? No, 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 no. Uh, that was a Royal Rumble. Uh. And uh, anyway, so he it's a Monday Night Raw. He sits down, and Triple H comes out, and Triple H is like, "Hey, I'm the closest thing to family he's got left. Uh, you know, the old man snapped. You know." You know, write it, mark it down. Vince McMahon's flipped. Like, okay, uh, you know, comedy clubs down the street, Hunter. I actually yelled that. You can almost hear it on that episode of Raw, <laughs> but I, I don't recall when that was. I, it was, it was more than two. It, it was before 2012, so it's not on the WWE Network. <laughs> I, I tuned in around 2007. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was after that. I, I think we had board wrestling fan going at the time. Let me try well, JT I, one more time because JT just sent me a text message with all question marks. <laughs> Let's see if we can get him on this call. Add people to this call. Let me make sure I'm dialing the right phone number. He says it didn't ring on his end, so we're going to try again. Well, we got his answering machine. We did that that you're absolutely right. We did. All right, let me try again. Add to call. Let's see. I don't know where G is. Maybe the streak will end. All right, we're going to try JT again. Live radio, folks. Live radio. There we go. Hey, we got hey. you. Yeah, we did I try. I can see house from here. <laughs> we tried to call you, and we got your, I, and I, I'm, I just told Mark, I got to check the number, make sure I called the right number. He says, but we got his answering machine, and he's right. We got your voicemail. <laughs> it was your voicemail. So I didn't dial yeah. the wrong number. Yep, no, we we called JT message. Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, <laughs> JT was actually watching uh, Battleground last week. 
Yeah, I was. I suffered through it. <laughs> you were, I guess one streak ended, JT, not watching anymore. Well, he's been watching the pay-per-views. He's been texting me during uh, it. Yeah. It's it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a picture in picture deal where we're watching like good programming like Hell's Kitchen or Juicy Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they recap so much shit. You you can watch the pay per view and not feel left out. In fact, I have to remind <laughs> I have to remind my wife that Jersey Delicious season six is on YouTube. <laughs> I appreciate you telling me that. <laughs> oh yeah, is no that problem. Some kind of revamp Jersey Shore. It's it's uh, actually better because they actually have jobs. Yeah, it revolves about their around their jobs. They work at a uh, at, at a at a salon in New Jersey called the Gatsby Salon, which is uh, which is funny because JT's driven by there, and unbeknownst to me, uh, I took my wife to Sonic when we were in Jersey for WrestleMania, and uh, on the way back to the hotel from Sonic, she goes, "That's the Gatsby." Huh? What are you talking about? Where? Well, yeah. Like, ho- holy shit, it is the Gatsby. And so, you know, later on when we were getting ready to go to the Hall of Fame, you know, she she was dressed nice, and we went to, uh, we went and we got out of the car, and she got her picture taken in front of it. It's uh, It turns out that the Sonic we went to to eat is the one where a couple of the cast members got into a fight on the on the yeah. show. Where Tracy and Olivia got in a fight. Right. Oh, there's G. Oh, G's on. Okay. We'll yeah, add buddy. Him. I can see your house from here. <laughs> Let's get him back on the call now. <laughs> G hasn't been on. G hasn't been on. We thought maybe the streak was going to end. But G is here now. At least I think G is here. Maybe G's not here. Nope, not here at all. <laughs> I nope. sent you a message telling you I was waiting for it to load. Oh, I haven't been on Facebook. <laughs> oh, I did my best. Yeah. I can see your house from here, G. I'm waving to you. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the, the continent, dude. I can't see you. <laughs> Remember, Canada is bigger than, than America, after all. America. Trade. No, I'm actually, country. if... Actually, if I look at... I, I look across the island, actually, the, the island across from where I'm staying is um, actually America. The other side, the, the, the one behind it is um, Wolf Island, which is Can- Canada. <laughs> Uh, the place you're at has islands in Ontario as well, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, Wolf Island is. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit familiar with your Thousand Island dressing. Um, <laughs> I've had a couple Big Macs in my day. Made from real wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably load the group document. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do it. I'm uh, I'm on, I'm so sketchy, so sketchy up here that uh, oh, I, know, I don't I'm even not... try doing double duty on my phone. <laughs> I, I see I, I see Mark actually requested a break song that we can sell on our Amazon page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to request something different. I thought, why not Weird Al? Yeah. <laughs> His new album's out this week, and I hear it went number one. Yes, it did. As a matter of fact, Weird Al Yankovic has his first number one in his 32-year music career. <laughs> his new album, Mandatory Fun. It's his last album, too. It is It is technically, yes, his last album. Now, fear not, people who are listening and now panicking because they love Weird Al as much as I do. Weird Al is <laughs> still going to be making music. He's still going to be touring. He's just not going to be releasing albums. He's going to be releasing singles. 
Apparently he's been stuck in the same record contract for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. The fuck signs a 30-year record deal? <laughs> Obviously, well, Weird Al Yankovic. That's what they do. That's what they do. That's why whenever I thought about getting into this, I always, I'm like, you know what, I see all this shit, all this stuff happening, and it's like, you know, these, these musicians are pretty, literally getting raped and they're being forced into these contracts. And it's like, you know what, no, I'm staying out. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, we we've, you know, you you see the horror stories of you know very successful artists that are making no money and have to like, <laughs> you know, they're going that's, bankrupt. They have to file for bankruptcy. That's actually my response to piracy. Well, they make more through like tours than they do albums and merchandise. Oh, and you're absolutely yeah. if right. If I love a band, I'll buy some merch and they'll make more from the merch than they would if I bought the album. That's yeah. true. Weird Al should have predicted the future, man. <laughs> what a loser! You should have totally known about BitTorrent and fucking streaming. Well, he he did. He he wrote, "Don't download this song." Oh, I, well, this is why, dude, this is, this is didn't know about LimeWire. Well, he's a fucking idiot. You know, I predicted this that when I was like four, dude. <laughs> Come on, See, this like is where the shit. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I just couldn't license it because I was under eighteen. <laughs> See, this is where this is where Metallica gets their flap because they knew this was going to happen. That's why they went after Napster, and yeah. of course, you know, everybody was patting the business was patting them on the back. And then when they were coming out in public, um, we're like, oh no, 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 Metallica bad. And it's like they, they knew it because of course Metallica is actually someone that actually makes money off their album sales no matter what. Yeah, and, and if if you were signing that deal in 1984, man, that that would have been a smart move. That's a safe, secure. I, I I wouldn't hate on him. I I find that statement that who signs a record deal for thirty years kind of <laughs> short. I just didn't know they existed. I mean, I know you're you weren't even alive in that decade, dude. So <laughs> I won't hold that. No, I'm not. Yet. I'm not. I'm not saying he was stupid. And I just didn't realize thirty year record deals existed. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, that was kind of surprising to find out too for me. I really didn't know. Yeah, I I know five, ten years, but not thirty. I mean, good on him for, like you said, investing in his future and ensuring himself for the next 30 years. I'm not saying he's an idiot for it. I just didn't realize they existed. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm, I'm assuming that you knew what you were talking about in the first place. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, most of the time. Back Boardwrestlingfan.com, where we, where we tend to know shit, but we really don't. Right, we pretend. And now to cover our asses, I am in no way condoning piracy. <laughs> yeah. Buy your shit. Yeah. Yes, please pay for your music. Like I do. <laughs> Thank you very much. Like I do. I pay for my music too. I actually do. Buy I bought the Weird Al album when it was five ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> if I would have known it was going to be five ninety nine, I would have spent ten, uh, nine ninety nine on uh, Google Play the day before. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the only I, I, I bought it. I'm like, yeah, it's five ninety nine. If it sucks, I'm just up six bucks. That's all. I bought it at midnight when it came out. Like, I'm at work and I'm like, okay, oh, oh, look, it's midnight. Time to buy a new Weird Al album. Now I gotta get the new Fozzie. I just didn't have the money to do it. So. Yeah, this new Fozzie is pretty good. Yeah, I bet it is. I, I like Sin and Bones. Sin and Bones is a lot better, for, in my opinion. But the new Fozzie record is still pretty good. Well, it's they really. It's like it, you got you might have to listen to it a couple of times, but yeah, I I, it, it, I had a day last week where I had to listen to it on a continuous loop. So yeah, it's, it, it, I it, it grew. It's definitely grown on me at this point. 
Yeah. The uh, the single that they had put out uh, prior to the release, I didn't really care for. It was too poppy for me. I thought it was, you know, a little bit too on the pop side than what I'm what I prefer, you know. But maybe that's just me. Well, you do know pop music, right? Yeah. I certainly know pop music. <laughs> I I don't have it right now, man. I'm on one computer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Your laptop died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad. So day. there was a paper. There was a. There was a. Um. Wait, what were we calling? Oh, the dragging out a dragging out between um Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw called um what was it called last week? Battleground. Oh, filler, filler. I'm sorry, filler. Yes, that's right. yes, filler. Because <laughs> I, I noticed that's one of those things I was texting Joe, Joe about. I'm like, there's a lot of filler between these matches. Yeah, there, there was. And all those guys got released for what? They had nothing to do with them, but you could have had a match. Well, we know though that WWE has to cut like twenty million dollars, so that's part of the reason they released a lot of those. Yeah. And next week yeah. they're going to release the subscription numbers, which should be interesting. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the pay per view real quick. Then we'll we'll run through it yeah. because I I know JT actually saw it. Now we we had Adam Rose uh, defeated Fandango in a uh, previously unannounced match. Uh, okay, he, I didn't see that one. It was on the uh, pre-show. Yeah, and I turned in like uh, like seven fifty-five or something. Turned, okay, I, so I, you I, missed I the two. You missed the two matches, which you didn't miss much. You missed a total of less than five minutes of of wrestling. Yeah, I'm still yet <laughs> to watch a pre-show. Adam Rose uh, defeated Fandango uh, with help from Layla and Summer Rae. Layla was pretty much almost about to bounce out of her top. George was like intently staring at the screen. <laughs> And by the way, George, if you're listening, save me a copy of The Lost Elysium. I'll, I'll get you the money next week when I get home. I will let him know. He, he's got to well, get it you. He's got happen to... on Raw. Someone fell out on Raw. So. Yes, it did, indeed. Uh, but yeah, J- JT, I'll make sure he gets you the hug too. That comes with <laughs> the that comes with the album. Hug life. Thank you. Uh, and uh, let's see, Cameron defeated Naomi. I got that one wrong. I, I, I was terrible in my predictor. We all were. I, I went two for for like <laughs> two for eight or something like that, right? Like We all but we all know we got one right. Yeah. Dino wins, L O L. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. The Usos defeated the Wyatt family, uh two to one in the best of the the two out of three falls match. And that's when the pay per view should have just ended. <laughs> yeah, I, I I won't uh I won't argue with that. I do the, like uh, how the, the Wyatts are chasing now. They've become the face chasers. Nah, uh, they they <laughs> that would make us happy. They can't do that. They're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of the uh, the new contract that they signed. They have to disappoint. <laughs> no, AJ. On, on Friday night we traumatize. <laughs> AJ defeated. So, early prediction before we talk about the rest of the shit because it was all shit. Um. Will Battleground be the worst pay-per-view of WWE for this year once again? I think so. I've already nominated it for the BWF Awards. All right. You know what? I, I have to agree with you. I see being bad. It's just two on TLC matches. The, the match that I wanted to see, the only reason I spent three hours watching 
So I was really hoping they would just fuck with us and bring it back, but no. Yeah, that, but no, no Rollins, no Ambrose, except bullshit. That things. was just really bad. Oh well, yeah, you did. Uh, you did uh, call that last week, but uh, AJ defeated Page. We we did have the segment before that with Rollins and Ambrose, or at least you know Ambrose attacked Rollins and got thrown out of the building by Triple H. AJ yeah. defeated Page. Rusev defeated Swagger by countout. Oh, and Min made, made his very controversial statement, which we'll get to you later. I'm sure we will. Oh, Rusev crush. <laughs> yes. Uh, Rollins. Was it really that contra- Was it really that controversial? Because I, from what I saw after it, it just looked like people from the flock were just searching stuff out to try and see whoever could say whatever they could say about how it was bad. Yeah, I well, looked. Through, I looked and it was complaints, and there was nothing from anyone who seemed to have any kind of actual importance. <laughs> yeah, it and was I, just I'm a little bit of random offended people from Twitter. Yeah, and and it's like I think this is WWE's last lame attempt to try to get people to pay attention to their product. It's just it's it's sad that they've gone this far that they've got to do stuff like this, and in the, even the overall the fact that matter, people still don't care about what, what they do. It's like, huh? Hello? Uh, we'll get we'll get into it more later. But I found this statement about it more offensive than the comment itself. <laughs> we'll talk, we will talk about that later on. I know what you're talking about. Um, all right. So then we had uh, Seth Rollins comes out, says, "I want, uh, I want to be declared the winner by forfeit because Dean Ambrose carelessly got himself thrown out of the building. Then Ambrose attacks him again, and uh, I guess technically, according to Wikipedia, Seth Rollins won the match by forfeit, and all the fans lost. Yes." <laughs> Chris Jericho defeated Bray Wyatt. Necessary? No. No, I don't think surprise. so. Surprise. Fozzie has a record coming out this week, and Jericho wins his match at the pay-per-view. No, who didn't see that coming? Yeah, but then they ruined it by having that weird guy on Monday that wasn't Weird Al. <laughs> Some douchebag. I've forgotten his Flow name. Flow Rider. Flow Rider. Florida. Yes, Florida. Uh, the Miz won the Intercontinental Championship in a 19-man battle royal for the vacant WWE Intercontinental Championship. Awful. He was fired again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was hoping for them to say that he was going to come out, and I thought this after that he was going to come out and say, I've got some bad news that that was for the number one contendership because I'm healthy enough to wrestle, and then he beats I down was, that. I was so hoping for that, and I don't know why because I knew it wouldn't happen. <laughs> WWE crush. <laughs> I, I popped the fuck out when I saw it Ziggler one. Because <laughs> I completely forgot about The Miz. You actually forgot about The Miz. The, I'm sitting here like, oh, yep, this as soon as Miz rolled under the ropes, like, oh, yeah, yeah George is right. Miz is going to win. Because <laughs> George was sitting here like, as soon as he like saw The Miz, he's like, I got this sinking feeling. <laughs> He's like the Miz is gonna win. Oh my god, no man, it ain't gonna happen. No way, the Miz ain't gonna win the damn title. And of course, he rolls out of the ring. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> but now, now we're, we're we're complaining that Rollins and Ambrose didn't have their match, but they got a lot of time. They got like three matches, like not matches, but three segments on the pay per view. 
including the last one, where Ambrose crawls out of Rollins's trunk to attack him in the parking lot. Yeah, you know, it's funny because Rollins said he was going to stick around and maybe catch him in the briefcase, and then he fucking leaves for no reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. And, and hey, I got, someone cha- I got someone chasing me who's been theoretically kicked out of the building, and the safest thing for me to do would be to leave. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know. Yeah, that happened. Made no sense, dude. It just made no sense. <laughs> All right, well, John Cena defeated Kane, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns in a fatal four-way for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I think I just skipped that entirely. I don't remember it at all, to be honest with you. I, I think Orton's still leaving the arena. I think he just walked, walked out of the arena. <laughs> yeah, he's on his way to SummerSlam. Yeah. Going on foot. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole, like, really big paragraph on Wikipedia about the Swagger and Rusev uh, controversy, if you will. But, uh, Did they at least put controversy in quotation marks? No. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't, I didn't have enough time this week to find it on, uh, to find the, the segment on the Daily Show, but they, they didn't mention about what was said at the pay-per-view, but um, Rusev and Lana was mentioned on the Daily Show. They had a brief little thing with, you know, where they explained how he beat Jack Swagger at the battleground, and it was was pretty funny. I saw that, like, oh, we got, they got a little bit of attention on the Daily yeah, I, Show. I heard about that, but I haven't seen it either. <laughs> so, but of course, I can't see it. <laughs> I actually did a raw review this week, and then I was told that my raw review from last week was much better. <laughs> Hi, Maven fan. <laughs> oh, she's my favorite. <laughs> uh, yes, raw still exists. And Mark and I were were, were kind of talking about this before we went on air, and uh, it's the Triple H promo. And he says, now I'll admit I'm mad. I'm very mad today. I'm madder than I've ever been in a long time, but I have options on how to handle this. I have options. You know what I'm going to do about it? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet my displeasure. That's right. I'm going to jump on social media and I'm going to tweet about it till my fingers bleed. I might even send an Instagram or a Vine. That's right. And on that tweet, in that tweet, and however many characters I get, I am going to threaten. That's right. If I don't get what I want, I'm going to riot. And if that doesn't work, then by God, me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I should have touted. He <laughs> should have touted. <laughs> oh, wait, that still exists? <laughs> Triple H has done like a speech like this before. <laughs> it's always funny. I, I, I like it. I, I think it's great. And I, I know, like, you know, there's that whole, he's insulting the audience. But no, I, I like it. <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious. Well, I liked it as well. It made me laugh. I got no complaints. I just found it funny he didn't mention tout. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Well, they have to cut money somewhere. <laughs> Let tout go. Yeah. What are you talking about this tout? It never existed. Like terrorize, it never existed. And they don't want to draw attention to tout because um, Fat Albert was racist on it. <laughs> Open your eyes, dummy. <laughs> I'm just double checking to see if Tout still exists. I'm sure it does. Does it? <laughs> yeah, it's still there. Does it still have Zack Ryder on the homepage? I'm going right now. Let me see. 
No, well, there's a my video playing on there. <laughs> if MySpace can get a free this, trial. Yeah, MySpace is still. Oh wait. Huh? MySpace is still around. <laughs> yeah. And they're doing that, WWE art. Yeah, MySpace is still there. A lot of artists are on their musicians. Yeah, there's like no reference to the WWE on the homepage on Tout. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like they're just like, oh, screw this. <laughs> Bad for business. <laughs> it's not compelling internet, damn it. We can't make money off of it. So I'm not doing it. We're not plugging it anymore. You know, I, I, you know what I was watching a little bit this morning because it was on Cartoon Network last night was the uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery. Yeah, I got through about 20 minutes of that. <laughs> yeah, that's about what we got through. But then, uh, but the main reason we didn't get through it is because, like, okay, we got to get up and get the kid up and get ready to go outside or whatever the hell we're doing today. Better choice. Yeah. Then we got up and, like, my landlady and her people are outside so it's like oh well we're not gonna go out to the pool maybe we'll go to the park and then by the time my kid actually like got up and got dressed and was like okay i'm ready to go to the park it was like oh well okay i have to go do my radio show in five minutes (laughs) so you guys have fun i just left my family i didn't even tell them i was going up here seeing calls like i can go i'm just gonna walk away (laughs) i got my roman token i'm gonna walk away (laughs) Uh, let's see what else happened on Raw. Let's see. Reigns won the handicap match against Orton and Kane. Uh, my wife told me that Eva Marie learned how to wrestle. <laughs> no. no. I, I had to take her word for it because I've never actually sat through any of her matches. And then Nikki Bella, she got beat down by four people, and Stephanie McMahon slapped Brie Bella. And I said, Brie should sue. And I think if I and I also think that I could be a good wrestler too if my matches were only ten seconds long, like Eva Marie's. <laughs> I, I do find it funny though that she couldn't kick Brie out because she had a ticket. When fans get kicked out all the time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that does not guarantee you can't get kicked out. No, it does not. If they want to be realistic, Brie should have a slandering sign that gets taken away or something. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, uh, then we had Bo Dallas versus LeBron James. Well, Damian Sandow. <laughs> and Miami crossed <laughs> off and Cleveland written in. And then there's some confusion of what his record actually is because I said 16 and Bo. JBL said 18 and Bo. And Michael Cole says, no, he's 16 and Bo. You're getting ahead of yourself. So I was right. Bo Jackson says, Bo knows this, Bo knows that. Bo is the original believer. Right. And, of course, as we just mentioned, the new Fozzie album, Do You Want to Start a War, is available now, wherever music is sold, including the Board Wrestling Fan Online Store. But you have to... My CD player. Yes. You have to find the, you have to find the, the link for it. It's, it's in buy the... Buy it at Best Buy, you get a bandana. Oh. Yeah, that, I that, got the that's... I pre-order, and I got a tank top. That's right. Let's, let, let's plug the, uh, the, the Best Buy uh, sale for it instead of the Amazon sale where we can get some money out of it. No, no. Let, let's, <laughs> let's plug the pre-order. Yeah, let's plug, <laughs> plug the pre-order. The album's been out for yeah, like the, five yeah, days now. I, I got, you, get cool, you get cool stuff where you get it from Best Buy and pre-order, right? Okay, okay. Fair yeah, enough. but we get cool stuff if you buy it through Amazon. Yeah, we get like, we get like two cents of it, <laughs> if even that <laughs> I, are. I get um, cool stuff when I illegally download it on the internet. Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you get Jericho coming down to your house and giving you a code breaker. 
<laughs> Good thing I don't live in a house. <laughs> so the he, next he lives in a basement. Okay. The next segment is uh, is the Wyatt family in the highlight reel, but they took out Jericho before the highlight reel. In fact, they had taken him out so far in advance before the highlight reel that it was at Battleground. <laughs> <laughs> Jericho wasn't even in Miami. I think he was playing one of his Fozzy dudes. I think he was. Next Sunday, Syracuse, New York, Fozzy. Or next, next Saturday, sorry, not next Sunday, sorry. <laughs> I wonder if they could actually set it up to have Bray assault him at a Fozzy concert. Probably. That would be great. Yes. Except for all the fans that don't follow. Well, you just do it at the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could do that. I don't know. And announce in advance that, hey, we're doing a wrestling angle, so just pretend to be scared. Right, right, right. (laughs) And please don't kill him on the way out. So so this this actually, uh, this segment with, with Bray Wyatt and Chris Jericho actually happened on the WWE app. Right? And then our truth comes into the locker room to check on Chris Jericho. Chris, what happened? Chris, what happened? Like, don't you have the WWE app? <laughs> Aren't you watching the show? <laughs> what the fuck? He's not paid enough to buy an iPhone. I guess not. Our truth should just went in and asked Jericho what's up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We read that the Miz last week. We we mentioned he's trying to be Andy Kaufman. So I wonder if that makes the Intercontinental Championship the intergender wrestling championship of the world. I mean, China China had the title at one point. <laughs> True, true, true. And once again, The Miz puts me to sleep. I fell asleep in a match where Dolph Ziggler was wrestling. That's pretty damn bad. Now Punk's gone, they should give The Miz to GTS. Cesaro is no longer a Paul Heyman guy. He wants to be a Triple H guy. And Emma made TV. And JBL didn't make fun of her. (laughs) Well, at least for what she did. And then Paige turned on AJ. No more Paige. Yeah. And uh, I was, like, very confused because I thought AJ was already the heel. But I guess Paige is now the heel and AJ's the face. So, sure. At least they're doing something, huh? Yeah, that's probably the way you got to look at it. I mean, whatever. And even what they were doing before. Even more shocking... Zack Ryder got entrances two nights in a row on TV, and he beat Fandango. He actually won a match. <laughs> and he looks at the referee, and he goes, I won? <laughs> and didn't, didn't, he, didn't he post it? I think I saw on Twitter him posting how long it been since his last match with yeah. such victory on Raw. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was his first win of 2014 on Raw. <laughs> Well, no, it's been like two years or something like that. Two years, eight months or something. So he had he had like the whole entire length of losing streak on Raw. Yeah. Okay, and then we had a backstage segment with Flo Rida and Heath Slater, and Heath Slater got shoved to the ground by a rapper because that's how you get your talent over is to have him get beat up by a guy who's never set foot in a ring. And then he comes out and he plays the same damn song he played at WrestleMania a few years ago. He doesn't have any other songs. I, I guess think. he doesn't. I think to be fair, I think he actually played a, me- a a medley of songs, but like I didn't watch anything other than like, oh, sometimes like no, 
No, I was done with this song after fucking WrestleMania. No, I'm not fucking listening to it again. <laughs> and then Stephanie McMahon got arrested. We here. Here's something people. that this, this is something that really bugged me. Is like I I did hop on Facebook very briefly while I was watching Raw, and I saw somebody post like oh like like a news site posted like. Stephanie McMahon was really not arrested on Raw. It was just for for television. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Is this news? Do you do you really need to tell people this? The the principal one a principal owner of a Fortune 500 company did not just get arrested on live television. They would have cut away from it. <laughs> They're not going to show oh, yeah. that on TV if it's not, if it's real. Like I said, like I said earlier, WWE is desperate to try to get any attention they possibly can. I know, but I, but my my issue isn't with WWE trying to get attention off of this. My issue is with news sites trying to get like clicks off of this because, oh, Stephanie McMahon wasn't really arrested on Raw. Like, um, okay. Yeah, I I know. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I, I know there are marks out there that think everything that happens on this show is real, but for the most part, those are not the people that are clicking onto your website. <laughs> you know, so, I, I think most of the people that read dirt sheets know that Stephanie McMahon did not really get arrested on Monday Night Raw. Well, it's like back in the day, Vince has been arrested how many times on Raw, and yeah. during the Austin McMahon feud, and that never was even news outside of the freaking help. Vince McMahon was blown up on Raw, and we all knew it wasn't real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ser- seriously though, like, 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 this is what qualifies as as news to dirt sheets. Is Stephanie McMahon wasn't really arrested on Monday Night Raw? Like, no shit. Storyline on TV was storyline on TV. <laughs> Good for you. Hey, I'm sure your insiders had all the information about that one. Ah. Uh. You could have at least found with this story that it wasn't actually a hybrid. <laughs> right? <laughs> something like that. I mean, come on. Give me something that's going to fucking make me want to click on your damn website, man. Don't tell me something like, storyline on TV was storyline on TV and not real life. Jeez, next thing you know, you're going to tell me Homer Simpson never went to space. <laughs> 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 he did. I saw that. <laughs> Uh, Cartoons are fake, Mark. Here they are. They're not real. <laughs> there exists a whole animated universe. There actually are no My Little Ponies. They don't Fuck. exist. Are you going to call him out on being a brony? Come on. Huh? I don't think I'd be a brony in peace. <laughs> you hey, call him out no on Transformers pun. either. <laughs> now the Transformers are real. They were they were filmed by Michael Bay. Oh God. Generation gap. Oh my god, the fucking Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie coming out. Uh, Fuck that. Ruin our childhood, I know. Fuck that. I am not giving uh, that motherfucker said, any goddamn. As, 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 as much as I, I gave you shit about the whole Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle things a couple of years ago, I'm going to have to see that movie. The wife wants to see it, so I'm going to have to go see it. My wife was sitting here with me this morning, and the commercial comes on, and she goes. <laughs> That just looks ridiculous. They don't even fucking look like turtles. 
<laughs> well, they're not supposed to be. They're supposed to be aliens. Yeah, I know, because it's Michael oh, Bay's they vision. That, apparently. Yeah. All the backlash that Michael Bay got, apparently I... they changed that. And this is yeah, the I, thing... I have, heard, I have heard the word mutant in the trailer, so I was confused by that. I guess they might have changed it. This is the, If George was here right now, George would go off on a rant about how Megan Fox is the absolute worst possible choice to play April O'Neil, and how well, there are several... Huh? She's got those mutated hands. Yeah, well, she's got, she's got, she's got. There, there are several hot redheads in Hollywood that could have played April O'Neil. Instead, what does Michael Bay do? He goes and he picks an actress who called him Hitler on the Transformers movie. And that's why she was replaced, wasn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, I don't want to construe anything and get breasted like Stephanie. My, my only. My only thing is, is for this movie, I'm just, I'm just hoping it's not like three and a half hours. Every one of other one of his movies that has like pointless stuff that just drags out. If he, if he, he can do it, he can do it right and, and get it done in like under two hours. It might not be that bad, but you know. But it's Michael Bay, so just, his his one you, movie is going to take up the entire time of the other four that are already out. You've got to yeah. put those explosions well, in. That's the thing. That's the thing. So like you say when. Like uh, the Friday the Thirteenth, he was a part of. He was the, he was a part of the last Friday the Thirteenth. He didn't make it four and a half hours long. He actually did it all right. He kind of it had it had it had a part of back, a little bit of a backstory, you know, where you know introduced people who've never seen it before. That okay, this is what happened to his mom, but then it went straight to like basically a sequel, another sequel film. So it was basically only about an hour and forty five minutes. So it was like it really wasn't. It really didn't feel like it was. Like you wasted, you're wasting time watching it. But like, I, I, I understand the hate on the Transformer films because, come on, three. But, was, but the uh, difference was, is, uh, Dark of the Moon was three hours long. <laughs> the difference is that was a sequel. This is a retelling. So he's got to tell the entire origin story in his way, and then have like some kind of action thing going on. Now I understand that the first Teen Ninja Mutant Ninja Turtles movie accomplished that in an hour and a half. You know what I mean? But like, this is Michael Bay yeah. we're talking about. I have no interest whatsoever. I'm not putting any money into it. And the funny thing that I've noticed is that the the toys that have come out uh, for the movie look more like turtles than the fucking turtles in the actual movie. <laughs> I almost, I was almost tempted to buy the Batista Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy figure. <laughs> uh, well, they're already well, talking sequels, so that guy's gonna get paid. Well, spe- well, speaking of, uh, we were talking about Stephanie McMahon getting arrested. Joey Mercury got some TV time and convinced Triple H to make his decision before he goes to the police station. They called him, like, Jimmy or something, though. He was yelling for some other guy's name. So he's not Joey Mercury anymore. He's got a new name. Uh, I don't know. Wait, is Jimmy Sasson. He still has a job? I wonder if Joey's going to get, like, the axe at some point because he's buddies with CM Punk. Maybe. You know how, like, CM Punk, like, bought his house and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a conspiracy theory about that one. I kind of look at the guy and I'm like, oh shit, this poor dude's probably going to get fired. Well, well not necessarily. Not, not necessarily, but... Well, let's put but, it this way, know, though. The, the women's champion got the women's championship back after she took, what, two months off because, you know, she was um, swallowing something of Phil. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. A bit of rumors swirling about uh, the whole punk thing now, with the contract all completely done, about them possibly going after him for breach and yeah. losses. Oh, oh, this just in, this just in. We're talking about CM Punk return eminent on SmackDown. <laughs> no, no, uh, his contract's done. He said he's never coming back here. That was pretty funny. Well, yeah, but he's picking on the dirt sheets. 
Uh, Rye Baxel took on Kofi Kingston and Big E, or as I like to call them, Kofi E. Right? Because that's how we get tag team names these days. And Ryback pinned Kofi, and then Xavier Woods just kind of appeared out of nowhere. And uh, he's starting a new nation of domination of some sort, I guess, because him and the other two... Go ahead. So is Kofi heel now? I don't know. I'm confused. They're taking on the dirt sheets, right? It's the racism card. That's what everybody's saying. Oh, it's retaliation to the articles that were uh, published and printed. They, they're going to dance around the issue. They're never going to come out and say it. Well, the, that, the moment has passed, but Big E and Kofi should be called Grande because that's a big coffee. <laughs> I oh, think he's boy. tea now because he turned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I, like, that's another, like, I didn't see SmackDown, so I don't know if they furthered this at all, but, like... Oh, shit, I didn't want to Main event, apparently, they did, but, oh, okay. again... Didn't who, watch watches, who fucking watches main event anymore? Um, I need somebody down. I, I don't remember who it was. So you'll recall that just a few minutes ago we were talking about Battleground, and I mentioned that Jack Swagger lost to uh, Rusev by countout. Jerry Lawler tells it that Jack Swagger tapped out to Rusev at Battleground. <laughs> Actually, I like the way I wrote this. Way to retell the story, Jerry Lawler. Jack Swagger didn't tap out to Rusev last night. He lost by countout. I saw it. You can see it. Get the network. Stop. Promo time. Damn it. <laughs> Great Kali. I said it's promo time, not Punjab time. <laughs> he died for real on TV. Yeah. And Kali lost to so Rusev. He, he's an old man. A crazy, crazy old man. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Stardust sang the boat ride song from Willy Wonka. <laughs> Ambrose and Cesaro happened, but a non-finish, of course. After a commercial break and five minutes recapping the Stephanie McMahon arrest. And hey, Triple shut H... Up. I, shut up, my wife's important. Yeah. Triple H comes out and finally announces that the number one contender is... Brock Lesnar. Gee, you mean the guy that's on the SummerSlam poster is going to be the guy that's headlining SummerSlam? I would have never guessed. Well, to be fair, our truth was on the Hell in a Cell poster. That is true. <laughs> that is true. People actually thought he'd be on the show. <laughs> he wasn't even on the yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, well. Uh, it was raw. Heyman's promo was pretty great, though. Yeah. It's too bad they didn't actually have the uh, the Ambrose match with uh, with Cesaro on Raw because that got buried on SmackDown because that was easily the best match all week in my opinion but no well, better than anything on the pay-per-view too and Swarver's had concerned and it got fucking the Friday night treatment well, you can't have Ambrose wrestle or he might get over yeah <laughs> god forbid people see this guy yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch SmackDown because I was. Uh, I had my kid, and then I was out the next day. I haven't had time to actually watch it. So, yeah, it without question in my mind. If you watch any match this week, that's it. Just watch that. Don't waste the rest of your five. Well, I guess eight hours, nine if you count main event. Maybe take the time to watch NXT. Even NXT was kind of bland this week. I mean, it was compared to everything else, it was good, but you know. 
Yeah, kind I, of a, I kind actually, of a shitty week. Same thing with Impact. Like Impact is a holding pattern. Um, not a bad holding pattern, but they kind of have to bridge the gap between last week and next week, right? Yeah, I kind of good, but by God, there was too much on that show. I kind of dozed off during nothing at all at the same time. It was kind of funky that way, right? Like (laughs) it's it's all setting up next week. Almost everything that happened. So yeah, but next week should be pretty good. I think the most important thing we learned is that Robbie E is no longer afraid of clowns. (laughs) But I'm afraid of Robbie E. They all float. And Loki came back, which was good. <laughs> and there's a Michael Bay joke in the first SmackDown review. <laughs> and unfortunately, we had Ezekiel Jackson and Snitsky. Oh, Baby well. killer Snitsky. Can't win them all. Well, we got Loki, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they didn't let him talk. <laughs> uh, but I, I no, because then you might know that he was suicide in the TNA video game. <laughs> I, I wore a bodysuit. I'm a little out of shape. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> and we got a... Well, Taron Terrell does not know how to work a six-sided ring as the short way to someone. Yeah, that was job. just disappointing. That was really disappointing. The match wasn't terrible, but about halfway through I started to give up because it was really? so I slow. It was totally terrible. <laughs> Well, when they avoided the when they avoided the ropes, (laughs) that's exactly it. She does not know how to work a six-sided ring, and she clearly wasn't ready for that match. And there's a lot of anticipation for it, and it's it's on them. They made the decision to make it happen. They should have seen some sort of you know practice time ahead of time to see what she actually knew what she was doing, and they could have held off on it. I don't think she is the only one who has not grasped it yet. I mean, even people like Sonata, who's probably not worked in the six-sided ring, he seems to be fitting in just fine. She seems to be the only one who's done what she did. Well, but she wasn't really that good to begin with. Like, she had marked, you know, mar- uh, marked improvements, but, I mean, obviously when you're working with Gail Kim, uh, you, you have it at that to your advantage every time. Uh, Gail Kim has worked the six-sided ring, and she couldn't even save that much. Not. I'm not stuck, dude. <laughs> no, see, Gal Kim just decided to go out, exit the ring right after the match started. <laughs> yeah. Back to the back. <laughs> oh, you're great <laughs> out there, kid. <laughs> Apparently, no one noticed. <laughs> yeah, you were great. You put on hell of a performance. <laughs> oh, boy. Matt Hardy isn't the spot anymore. No? He's kind of funky, but. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, that's just editing. They they edited it to make him less fat. Yeah, they had four weeks to do it, right? I mean, <laughs> well, well, crack is a wonderful drug. <laughs> it, the crowd wasn't as, as edited this week because they just changed Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. It I, wasn't I, a bad show at all. No. I didn't get a chance to watch because I was. I've been so freaking busy the past few days, like with my kid over. My high school reunion was last night, and this is the thing: is I went to my I went to my uh, my 15 year high school reunion, which is just like kind of a you know casual get together thing, you know, instead of like a full blown reunion. And of course, I didn't go to my 10 year reunion, so half of these people haven't seen me in 15 years. And a couple of them, the first thing they say to me is, "So, uh, what's up with this board wrestling fan thing you do?" <laughs> 
<laughs> really? Is that all I do now? Is board wrestling fan? <laughs> well, post that on your Facebook page. CEOboardwrestlingfan.com. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm also the I'm also the director of, uh, of of web media for IHWE Texas Professional Wrestling. So, <laughs> yeah. and of course the what what the fuck was MVP's title? The, the director of podcasting operations for board wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I so thought you were going to bring up Frontpack Entertainment. <laughs> so, so what is that? A sh- is that like a show? Is that like a? Is that like a website? What is that like? It's my fucking thing. I do. <laughs> okay, just you know, like yeah, you, you know, we should have plugged yourself. We'd have got more listeners. You know what? I did plug it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's thing. listening. It, it is 2014. You can say it's a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, you know, I plugged it a little bit, and I don't know if anybody's actually going to listen. But, you know. yeah, one of them was one, of, was one of my old teachers. She's like, oh, so what are you, are you like a wrestler or something? I keep seeing you wrestling. <laughs> like, no, I'm not a wrestler. <laughs> like, I work for a couple of, I work for a wrestling company and run a wrestling website. I don't. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're going to see them for another 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna skip the twenty. I'll just go for the twenty-five. Talk about working <laughs> the silver dome, <laughs> brother. I've, I've never been. I've never been to any of my my reunions. I never know when they're happening, so I just never go. So I happen to catch this one. I, I happen to get invited, and I'm like, you know what? I, I I didn't go to the last one, and my buddy Jay that I went with, he's he really wanted me to go to that last one, and I just was like, no, dude, I can't go. I, I like my whole my whole thing has been like if I wanted to keep talking to these people after you know after high school I probably would have because I still talk yeah. to people from high school but so I but this time I'm like okay dude if you're going I'm gonna go because he just got back from Thailand he's leaving for Saudi Arabia in like a month so it's like okay dude I'm gonna go so I went and I you know basically hung out with him the whole night. I talked to like four other people that I recognized and that was about it. And like I hung out with him and my wife all night. So, yeah. That that was my high school reunion. Was See, there any I'm TNA wrestlers people... there? <laughs> What's that, G? Any TNA wrestlers there? <laughs> no. They were working in the gymnasium. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah. You see, I, I'm one. I'm that that person that looked looked one way in high school and has completely kind of, other than like the heavy metal T-shirts and all that, you know. I, I my my the way I looked in high school. If you saw my senior picture and you see me now, I kind of look almost completely like two different people. So I don't even know who would remember me and who wouldn't. Would be fun. Well, I I actually specifically wore a Metallica T-shirt just because like that's how I used to dress in high school. <laughs> Oh, there goes my cup. Uh, anyway, guys, say we do a break song and come back in a few minutes. Yeah, then I guess if we're gonna do a break song, I think I might just take off then. Because, uh, All right. Well, it was yeah. good talking to you. Hope you enjoy the rest yeah. of your vacation. Hope nobody's too mad at yeah. you for just taking off at them, <laughs> taking off on them. <laughs> All right, it was good, guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, he'll come back if and I... meet his own obituary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next. We'll see you next week, JT. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Yeah. See ya. Yeah, thanks. See you guys. Take care. And our break song this week is, as Mark pointed out, it's Weird Al Yankovic. 
And I don't know how I'm going to pull this off because I'm on one computer, so bear with me just a moment. <laughs> and we'll get this set up. Eventually, it'll load, and we'll be able to play it. And I... <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to this one computer thing. Which reminds anyway, me... where the hell is George? I... What the hell if I know? <laughs> I thought you were, like, his keeper or something. I'm not his keeper. I know he 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 went and I think he met Mike Portnoy yesterday of Dream Theater and, yeah, and the Winery cool. Dogs, and then I think he went to the Winery Dogs show last night. So if I had to guess, George is like passed out at home. Ah. So anyway, Mark's choice of a break song this week is "Constipated" by Weird Al, which is a parody of "Complicated" by Avril Lavigne, and uh, available which on his one album. Of his really weird ones. <laughs> available on his album Poodle Hat. at your house I went just to check it out 19 extra larges what a shame no one came just us eating all alone you said take the pizza home no sense letting all this go to waste so then I faced pizza all day and every day this cheese round the clock is getting me blocked and I sure don't care for Tell me why'd you have to go and make me so constipated Cause right now I'd do anything to just get my bowels evacuated In the bathroom I sit and I wait and I strain and I sweat and I clench and I feel the pain Oh, should I take laxatives or have my colon irrigated? No Feeling pretty down Till my girlfriend came around We're just so alike in every way I gotta say In fact, I just thought I might Pop the question there that night I was kissing her so tenderly But woe is me Who would have guessed her family crest I'd suddenly spy tattooed on her thigh And son of a gun It's just like the one on me Tell me How was I supposed to know We were both related Believe me If I knew she was my cousin We never would have dated What to do now Should I go ahead and propose And get hitched and have kids with a Again. 
Weird Al Yankovic. One of the greatest minds of any generation. Well, to be fair, he's lived through most of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's had a record. That is an amazing he's thing he's done, that he's stayed relevant for he's as had, long as he He's has. had one record contract for most of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but hey, good for him. First number one album, Mandatory Fun, on the charts right now, available. Go buy it. Anywhere records are sold. I got mine. I know George got his. And go watch the eight videos he put out last week. And, of course, for our news, shout-outs to CheapHeat.com and AngryMarks.com. And going to be a short show. Yes, it is. <laughs> and Alice at RWRPodcast.com. And you can check out our friends Booker T's at Booker T-E-E-S on Twitter. Check out some of their t-shirt designs. Tell them you want the Brack Lesnar t-shirt, especially since he's the number one contender for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I want that shirt. Damn it. <laughs> Chris and Adrian, get on that shit. The Daily Mail is uh, is on hyperbole overdrive here, claiming that Lana and Rusev shocked the wrestling community with their tasteless remarks about the shooting down of the MH17 in the uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, Stevie J of Angry Marks says, as I recall, she never specifically mentioned the flight or tragedy by name, only inferred it, about, uh, inferred it in, about a, uh, in a roundabout way, and I certainly wasn't shocked given that I've been a wrestling fan for 30 years. It's what I've come to expect. Perhaps they meant people outside the wrestling community were shocked. They can't have it. Uh, they can't have the. Uh, they can't have though. It was WWE Battleground. Nobody outside wrestling fans were watching. Uh, but, but seriously, the Daily Mail are the biggest piece of shit newspaper here in Britain. Anyone who takes what they say seriously deserves oh, yeah. to have the Onion be their only source of news. Seriously, fuck them. There's actually a T-shirt you can buy that says, "I think, therefore, I'm not a Daily Mail reader." <laughs> That's like bleacher. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stories. understand. Sorry. Uh, I think, therefore, I'm not a Daily Mail reader. <laughs> Daily Mail reader. Okay. Yeah, Daily Mail. That's uh, the M A I L. <laughs> yes, Daily Daily Mail. That's like, uh, that, that's that... an entirely different service where you have your news written on the bodies of naked men. <laughs> uh, I'd play the Cleveland Show theme if I was able to. <laughs> Hopefully next week I'll have that shit. <laughs> Ho hopefully tomorrow I'll have my fucking laptop back and I can do a raw review. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I won't have my laptop fixed and I will have an excuse not to do a raw review. Yay! Lana Rusev were mentioned on the on uh, an episode of the Daily Show this week. John Stewart responded to their comments at Battleground by cutting a promo about Jack Swagger getting revenge by lo for losing by countout. He also referenced Antonio Cesaro as the King of Swing and blamed him for Swagger being off his game. <laughs> and WWE changed their minds again about Rusev and Swagger. The feud is continuing, and it comes on the heels of a rumor that it would be dropped cold. There's a statement in here somewhere because I thought it would be with that. Oh, I had to fix the notes. Everything got rearranged because it was all scattered and out of order. Uh. Made no sense to like talk about one topic once and then not talk about it again for like twelve minutes and go back to it. It's kind of at the end of the week when I when I get a chance, I try to organize the notes so they're actually in some kind of logical order. Yeah, but basically, not, they're not always going to be that way. I mean, it's not like the next story has anything to do with Rusev and Swagger, but it does <laughs> have something to do with people changing their minds. 
Well, it does. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat may no longer be with NXT, but it appears he's still under the WWE Legends contract. Steamboat explains his current status with WWE. I am under a Legends contract. I'm like a diplomat. I do appearances and autograph sessions and speak for the company. It's a great gig for me. I'm glad I'm still able to do this and have some notoriety to keep do- keep this old dog going until it's time to ride off into the sunset. Well, that's good for him. Yeah. I was pretty pissed off about when they initially had totally released him and then changed their minds. Yeah. He got Emmett. Yeah. That's okay. I wonder what he stole. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> he stole a case for an Android charger that cost, you know, $12. <laughs> I don't fucking know. God, it had to get his son a birthday present, put a smile on his face. Yeah. Maybe a back for his, too. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, there's been a lot of talk within WWE lately about John Cena's movie career. WWE is said to be preparing for John Cena to either slow down physically, take more acting work in Hollywood, or both. The joke is he'll be the next live via satellite wrestler just like The Rock. It was noted that Cena will be missing several upcoming WWE events due to the filming of The Nest and Trainwreck. Absolutely <laughs> named. Yes. <laughs> there have been people backstage speculating that if Cena's movie work takes off, given how banged up he is, he could be the next one to walk away from WWE for a Hollywood career in the next few years. Shame he's a terrible actor. Yeah, right? <laughs> Otherwise there might be truth to that rumor. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the crowds in the uh, movie theater like start to chant. <laughs> Let's go, Cena! So good. <laughs> During fight scenes or something. <laughs> Nobody's gonna yell, Cena sucks. Come on, help me out here. No, Maven fans got all the fucking ammo she needs for Twitter this week. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> A class action lawsuit has been filed against WWE over allegedly misleading investors about their ability to double the value of their TV rights fees when renewing their NBC USA Universal Television deal. Uh, uh-huh. Excerpts are... Uh, the law office of Robbins Arroyo LLP announces that it has filed a class action lawsuit against World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated. Uh, in San Diego and West Lafayette, Indiana, on July 25th, 2014, through PR Newswire, the complaint seeks relief on behalf of the named plaintiffs and other similarly situated shareholders of the WWE during the class period. The named plaintiffs are, representative, are represented by a Robbins Arroyo LLP. The WWE is accused of making false and misleading statements concerning the company's ability to double the value of its U.S. television license agreement. The complaint arises out of false and misleading statements regarding the ability of the company to transform its earning profile through, among other things, the negotiation of a lucrative long-term television deal. The complaint alleges that during the class period, certain of WWE's officers issued materially false and misleading statements regarding the company's ability to command a new premium fee uh, in upcoming negotiations to renew its television license agreement. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. We, we, we've been following this one long enough that if anyone was actually surprised, then you probably forgot about Stock Talk every Sunday. Yeah, it was still nothing on Steph's insider trading. Yeah. It, he made the statements publicly. Vince McMahon shouldn't have opened his mouth. Because um, that, unfortunately, is the best piece of evidence that they have in this case. Will it you know, succeed? I don't know. I mean, as we're talking about, you know, the U.S. Uh, court system, which... <sighs> don't spill coffee on yourself. It's hot, people. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but when when you talk about misleading, Vince McMahon came out and said they were pretty much going to double their rights fees, and they didn't. So, 
how can that not be, you know, reasonable grounds to launch a class action lawsuit? Perfectly understandable in my mind. It, it, not far fetched at all. This is exactly why these things exist. This, you know, I mean, I, I'm no expert in the stock, you know, industry, but I'm not a fucking idiot either. <laughs> it's like stabbing someone in front of a judge and then claiming you're innocent. Yeah, true. But let's hope for the best. WWE has a lot of monetary issues to deal with, a lot of other problems and headaches. This is actually why I don't think they're going to do anything against CM Punk. I think it would be kind of stupid for them to like start spreading themselves too thin and all that. But I guess uh, Mr. Meltzer over there has been uh, chirping a little bit about that possibility. Well, Punk is Punk is gone, but never forgotten. Even though CM Punk's WWE contract expired last week without any undue dramatics on both sides, the story is not necessarily over. WWE is unhappy with how his tenure came to an end. There are serious issues between both sides, and litigation over unfulfilled dates for the company is just one of a number of possibilities from WWE's side. Or they'll just put AJ in a shitload of brown panties matches or something. Probably. I'd be okay Uh, with that. Hard to say what what you know <laughs> what draw he would have had and spot in the card and all of that. The crew have like lost amounts of revenue. I think it would be kind of difficult. I mean the 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 idea of a draw is that the main event is the reason people are buying the show. Now that's at least what they've established in the past. And he wasn't supposed to be part of any of the main events at all, right? He was originally that was the rumor is he was going to get like some shit mid card spot and he didn't like. He was gonna have a going. he was gonna have a match with Triple H. Yeah. Well, then you know, that that see, that would be the funny part if it actually they did try to establish it wouldn't have been a draw. As the Triple H would never admit to not being a draw. But if he wasn't <laughs> in the main event, he's got his foot in his mouth now, or he's kind of fucked. <laughs> it would have been kind of funny, to be honest with you. But yeah. In the in the grand scheme of things, you know, to never say never in the WWE, it does have enough historical evidence that that is the case right we we saw it hey we've, we've seen it um multiple times very recently with sam martino and warrior and now with sting mm-hmm. oh we saw sting at the uh, the comic-con even though he hasn't actually officially signed with the wwe warrior started out with a with a deal with the game company first mm-hmm. that then, then transitioned over so you realize we could, we, see, we could see Punk back in a few years. You realize we, we probably would have gotten Savage back had he not tragically died because he did the spot at Comic Con for his action figure. Yep. Which I happen to have. <laughs> and and one of the games as well, I believe, right? So Yeah, he he did the he did one of the games too. Alright, well it kinda seems like the uh, tried the tested path. You know, you get these guys some money. You give them some licensing and likeness rights on some products that are they're probably going to make them some money, although the video game thing is a little bit more questionable from, from what we found out a couple of weeks ago. But, yeah. hey, it's, it's still money. Um, so you can get us $5,000 from that. And then uh, <laughs> the toy line, there'll be people who buy that. Not It won't just be kids. I mean, there's going to be plenty of adults and old WCW marks that are going to want to buy their little you know, souvenirs of the modern Sting that doesn't have TNA on it. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I collect action figures. I've got yeah, tons I know of you them. Do. And I'm not, I'm and not, I would, not, not at all. No, uh, I, I know you're not. I'm saying, though, I would, I, I would buy a Sting action figure. 
They're, I believe you will. They're uh, going to do a couple of them. They're going to do the new one. The new figure looks kind of cool. Did you see the Comic Con uh, oh, figure yeah. release? Oh yeah. Yeah, it looks cool, man. I like that. You know, I I think honestly, let's talk about let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about the action figures that they've revealed at at Comic Con, and I want to talk about specifically the one that I want. The, well, the the one I want the second most because the one I want the most is the Edge rated R figure that comes with the rated R spinner belt. But the Jerry the King Lawler figure that they were showing has the best fucking head scan I've ever seen on a fucking action figure. It looks just like him. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm Cesaro one with swinging action. Yeah, I'm gonna buy that Lawler figure just for the sheer principle of how good that figure fucking looks. <laughs> how much it looks like Jerry the King Lawler. But they've had some really cool figures on there, including a couple of uh, defining moments figures with Hulk Hogan, Razor Ramon, you know, Sting. Uh, you know, a lot of cool action figures that they got coming out. And. uh Definitely worth a look. Check out Ringside Collectibles and, you know... Was there any in particular that you were a little bit disappointed with? Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the of the uh, Mattel Chris Jericho's. They look nothing like them. They look more like The Miz or Zack Ryder. <laughs> you know, they don't look like Jericho. Okay, fair enough. I didn't. I only really saw the Sting one myself. And yeah. I like I said I know I know that you're more of an affectuando when it comes to these things, so you have a much better eye for uh, things like that. Yeah, I uh, saw that a bit, a bit of the presser. I didn't watch the whole hour. I just kind of watched the Sting segment because, to be honest with you, that was all I really cared to watch. Right. You know? There was a lot of Comic Con stuff going on. Um, you know, depending on your nerd interests. You, you can't follow all of it. Right, you know, right, I wanted right. to see what was up with Marvel, and of course, the now deleted uh, but leaked uh, Superman versus Batman uh, trailer. Mm-hmm. I give you guys a link. I had them last night, but they're already gone. Wow. Um, they weren't the highest quality, and there wasn't a lot. But if you have any interest in the film, you know you probably want to see it. It's like fifty seconds of your life, and you get to see Batman, you get to see Superman, and that's about it. But that's fine. Some people were pretty stoked for that. Yeah. Um, we, we found out Batista has got his uh, sequel coming, so that's wrestling related. To try to keep it on topic. Yeah. Well, I think the most I've seen from Comic Con was all the WWE related stuff, and and mostly because I follow Ringside Collectibles on Instagram, and okay. they've had like just tons of pictures. So it's like, you know, you'd see like five or six, you know, Ringside Collectibles, and then a Rob Schamberger, and then maybe actually somebody you know. <laughs> You know, in, in your Instagram feed, if you're following those, if you're following those uh, particular accounts, but there was a lot of really, really good-looking action figures that they've got coming out. Uh, I just uh, their Chris Jericho head scan is fucking terrible. Everything else looks good. I, I I'm really looking forward to the Edge, uh, which is an exclusive. You have to actually order it from Ringside Collectibles. Um. Which I they've had a uh, rated R Edge before that came with the rated R spinner when it was still with Jax, and I never got a chance to jump on that one. So I think as soon as this Edge is going to be available, I'm probably going to get that one. Um, like I said, the Jerry Lawler head scan just looks phenomenal. There's a Mankind uh, that's coming out. Uh, just a bunch of like really cool, you know, figures. You know, worth checking out if you if you're a collector, if you're not a collector, if you just want to see what they're doing, check out uh, wrestlingfigs.com. We'll have all the news and all the pictures and everything you need 
uh, to check out uh, for, for, you know, all your wrestling action figure stuff. They've even got a Daniel Bryan Wyatt family figure. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the jumpsuit. That's great. The jumpsuit come, uh, The jumpsuit's removable. <laughs> so that's you can recreate that uh, iconic moment on Raw when Daniel Bryan turned on the Wyatt family a week after joining them. <laughs> uh. So uh, it looks like uh, Cole Cabana's Art of Wrestling podcast has been hacked. Really? Yeah, he's got a, a pretty recent message up on Yahoo, or not on Yahoo, on Reddit, that it says they use Yahoo's small business. Um, and somebody put a bot that spams comments, causing it to shut down the server, and he's, he's got a plea for help. Hmm. Um, if anyone knows how to fix that, I don't, but uh, do you? No, sir. I wish I did. I, I could save Colt Cabana's life. Hey, man. That's her thing. Saving Colt <laughs> Cabana's life? He is glaring at me from this picture on my wall here. <laughs> he wants your help. That's why he's He does. He's like, come on, Joe, help me out. Um, and it happens to be the picture that's closest to my desk (laughs) you know I I gotta somebody sent me something on Facebook yesterday in fact let me find this because I want to talk about this Uh, a friend of mine who works for a uh, local newspaper sent me a link to an article um about the uh, Lockport Rampage, which is a semi-pro football team in the town of Lockport, New York. G is messaging me. <laughs> There's the Colt Cabana. Link. The link. Go on. <laughs> anyway, uh, Lockport Rampage game against the Buffalo Gladiators. Uh, we'll have a very unique offering for a semi-pro football game. This was uh, last night. While Brutus the Barber Beefcake isn't expected to suit up, he'll be at the game and players from both teams should be on their best behavior or they could just be subject to an unrequested haircut like the wrestler used to give his opponents after matches. He is also expected to sign autographs for fans. I'm just wondering, how much did he charge for an autograph? Because Brutus Beefcake was not the nicest guy when we met him not too long ago. And I get I get a lot of people telling me, oh, it's because he's Hogan's buddy. Like, no, fuck that. I met Hogan. Hogan's the nicest fucking guy. I've, uh, one of the nicest guys I met in wrestling. <laughs> and that was when he was still working. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Like he sent me that. I'm like, what the fuck? Will this? What won't this guy do for money? <laughs> you know? And then a friend of mine had a picture of himself with Brutus Beefcake, and it's like, why? Why did you go see this guy? (laughs) Anyway. Triple H's promo on Raw this week was a shoot on his opinion of wrestling fans and social media in general. He doesn't like social media, but he understands it's an important part of the current business model. He just thinks the people who use it don't get it. (laughs) They'd have to tell us what to think. I guess, but this this is what I don't get. On a personal level. Like, okay, so wait, you, you... you recognize that people are not happy with the product. You recognize that people don't like the things that are going on in your product. You realize you need to make, you know, another, get another like million and a half subscribers for this network to make any money whatsoever. So now you want to, but now you just want to say, oh, they don't get it. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. They're, they're wrong. We're right. 
Well, that, that's the biggest problem they have is they have that attitude. They don't listen. To, they don't listen to the fans. In fact, I was talking to somebody yesterday. Um, I, I had gotten a message just out of the blue from a, a guy that was on uh, the the music podcast that George and I do on Wednesdays. A guy that was a guest on there messaged me out of the blue, complaining about the current WWE product. And we got into a we got into a little discussion, and I told him, you know, it's they don't listen to the fans. You've got you've got guys that are very talented guys that the fans love, and I'm talking Dolph Ziggler, Cesaro, uh, you know, uh, guys along those Zach lines. Zack Ryder. Zach, yeah, sure, Zack Ryder. Why not? <laughs> okay, uh, Zack Ryder maybe a few years ago, but uh, he's the internet champion. <laughs> he got no reaction in New York. <laughs> yeah, it's over, dude. That's uh, his fucking thing's over. He's done. But the but the thing but like I'm talking about, you know, if they would push these guys that we like, we probably wouldn't complain so much and we probably enjoy the product more. But the guys we like get buried like Dolph Ziggler. And I get that they feel he may be injury prone because he got a concussion as soon as he won the world heavyweight title. Jack Swagger's fault, by the way. Uh but you know, He's a guy we want to see pushed, and he's a guy that's getting buried. You know, Cesaro is a guy we want to see get pushed, and then he's losing to our truth and and uh, Big E every or, or Kofi Kingston rather every week. He's being buried by his own manager, who won't talk about him. Yeah, well, he's not a, he's not his manager anymore. <laughs> but and, and they won't. They, I'm I don't know if the story's in here or not, but there's a story that came out. They said they they won't let Cesaro use the Cesaro swing. Because they don't want him to, over. because they don't want him to get over. <laughs> but, mostly because they want to keep him a heel for now. They don't want him to get over. But at the same time, like let the fucking guy do the damn swing. Let it get over. Let him turn face and let him be a star because he is. He's a hell yeah. of a wrestler. He's a strong guy. He might not have that look that they're looking for. He doesn't look like he's John lean, Cena, but he's incredibly powerful. He doesn't look like John Cena. And he doesn't look like Randy Orton. He looks like you know some middle aged guy that could easily overpower you and kick your ass and that's I don't see why that is not a viable guy to have on top but that's just me I don't know I don't get it because I go on social media and I complain about the product <laughs> in fact I did that I did that Thursday watching NXT I went on and I complained about the Ascension and I know G and I have had the discussion before about the Ascension and G knows that I am a very 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 big fan of the Ascension, but what I don't like about them right now is they play to the crowd too much and their heels. I hear their opponents this week didn't even get names; they were literally the local guys. Yeah, I, I think you might be right about that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that's that's my problem with them right now. Is okay, your your heels don't you know play to the crowd and and try to get them to cheer for you. They're supposed to boo you. <laughs> oh, look, you got over. That means you're going to get buried now. They're going to lose the tag team titles soon to, you know, <laughs> somebody terrible. Uh, they're, pop they're popular in NXT. They'll, they'll get buried when they get called up to the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works now. They'll get, they'll get Undertaker Chance or something. Yeah. Which I would I thought it would have been a cool freaking idea for the Undertaker to just become their manager. And I heard that idea too, but a lot of people didn't like it because they just don't get it. Yeah, a lot of people like a lot of people tell me 
you know, no, that's a dumb idea. Undertaker would never do that. Like, why not? Guy can't wrestle anymore. Or if I he, thought it would be pretty cool. If he can, he he's not, you know, he's only wrestling once a year, so why not, you know, you can bring the character back out and you can still have him be the Undertaker. He just doesn't have to wrestle. Maybe drop a tombstone once in a while. But have maybe him, like, want to. have him guide the Ascension. No, I, I, I get maybe he doesn't want to, and I get that, and that's fine, but, like, the fact that people are like, oh, no, that's a dumb idea. I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it would be pretty cool. No. Teach their own, man. Some people want the, you know, yeah. the idea of what, what the Undertaker was to remain, or at least what they can hold on to, try to pretend the last uh, WrestleMania didn't happen. True. Uh, and I get that, too. I also get that. I mean, that they, they don't want to see that dead man play second fiddle to uh, two J-Browns that are only an entrance, you know? Right. Well, that, that that's your opinion on them and you and I have had that difference of opinion and we've <laughs> talked about it at length on the show before so <laughs> yeah well I don't mind them in NXT if they're in four minute matches um, but that's about all that I can take there's some just some guys that we all have our own opinions on and you know and the other guys that just are not going to work in the uh, the main show they might they might not if they ever get called up Ward knows they need more tag teams in the main card I'm just so fucking done with Usos versus Axel and Usos versus even the the Wyatts. I mean, as creative matches as they have, it's like they've gone to the well so many times they had to go to their neighbor's well, and their neighbor's well is dried up too. It's yeah. just that that is that is the most telling problem of what's really wrong with the WWE and like how how little confidence they seem to have and, and all this talent that they have signed, it's like, look, if you're trying to cut all this money, you're not using all these guys a little bit more often, why the fuck do you have them in, in, with contracts then? I mean, I hate to, I don't want to lose their jobs, but shit, like, ugh. every, every, you know, best of seven has become best of 29. <laughs> Yeah, it, it really, really, really feels that way, and you wonder why people don't want to watch pay-per-views or buy them. They're stealing them and shit, you know, because because you saw it last week on Raw. Matches. Every there are even week. people who don't want to steal them. It's it's well, what's the point if you you're giving away the the, the you know, pay-per-view matches at on Monday and Friday four times? <laughs> a month before you actually get it. In some cases, that's what they do. Not all of them, granted. I'm but the I'm the only one on this panel that can and does access the WWE Network, and like that's the reason I still watch all the pay per views. I don't think I'd be spending sixty bucks. I, like I certainly wouldn't spend wouldn't have spent sixty bucks on Battleground. I I wouldn't have. I would have been like, dude, you know what? Forget it. Let's just you know, I'll download it. We'll watch it tomorrow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But because I'm paying just ten bucks a month and I get all this extra content on top of the special events or pay-per-views or whatever the hell they want to call them this week, I'm perfectly okay with watching all the pay-per-views because it's really a good value. But I wouldn't have ordered the pay-per-view otherwise. And I get what you're saying is that it, it, because every single match on this show we've seen, and the one that we wanted to see that we haven't seen was 
not actually a match on the show. It didn't happen. Yep. And we went over that which, at the beginning. Which and you predicted, absolutely. And I didn't want to be right, but here we are. Yeah. Well. <laughs> would you would you spend money on the product if Bill Goldberg came back to work another match in WWE? Because Bill Goldberg has said that he doesn't expect to work another match in WWE, but it hasn't ruled it out entirely. It's been known for a while. He has a son that wants to see him wrestle, uh, but he's not had any luck in getting that to happen. Would you want to see a Goldberg match, and against who? No, I would because I never saw one live, but I don't think I'd actually go as far as to pay for it. Okay. They could finally give us Goldberg versus Lesnar. They well. <laughs> <laughs> Look how well it went last time. Uh, that is one of my favorite WrestleMania matches of all time, just for the crowd. <laughs> I still think you should have been able to play as the crowd in 30 years of WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because for some reason they put that match in there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, I'd boy. like to see him wrestle live, but yeah. I well, don't they teased him in Ryback a while ago. I wouldn't want to see him wrestle one match. It's pointless. Just one match, like why? Well, what are we? We're gonna pay him an exuberant amount of money because you know that's how he. That's how he's going to come in. Is they will pay him an exuberant amount of money. And what's he gonna do? He's gonna work a five, uh, a you know, two minute squash match. Yeah, that, oh, that's not worth it. It's not value. The WWE, again, going back to the cost-cutting, not worth it. Not worth it at all. Well, I, oh, and at this point, I don't think we'd see it, because if we were going to see it, we would have seen it by now, I believe. That's right. There's there's more value bringing in relevant guys that, like, I think are willing to work some sort of program for more time that they can build up. And that's why, you know, we're, we're probably going to see... If the Sting thing does happen, I do think it will. We're going to probably see a series of matches, maybe maybe only three of them, spread out over the course of a you know six months or something. But that's that's how they'll get their value out of having that guy there. There's you know? more value to be had from Sting than Goldberg because Sting had a long career and successful career, whereas Goldberg had a very short career. Very very successful. Yes, he was world heavyweight champion, but. In both companies, mind you. Uh, but, you know, once the streak ended, once he caught that taser from yeah, from Scott Hall, there was no appeal to him anymore. Time. That's right. Yeah, there, there's no appeal to him anymore. Now he's just some big oaf that punches through real windows <laughs> you know, on a limousine because somebody forgot to put the fake ones in or whatever the fuck happened there. The, yeah. the story I hear is that he wanted it to be real. He didn't want to come across as a phony, so he asked for real glass. And then he tore his his, his freaking biceps and triceps all up. I thought you were going to say he tore his quad. I almost did. In the glass. I almost did. He he tore his now That would be Kevin Nash tearing his quad, <laughs> punching through the glass. Oh, this is the guy who likes to inhale the, uh, the smoke from his pyro, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett has announced in a press release that he's partnered with several European wrestling feds, mostly British. Uh, he's now teamed with Revolution Pro Wrestling, covering South of England, New Generation Wrestling, covering North of England, Premier British Wrestling, Westside Extreme Wrestling, covering Germany, and Emerald Wrestling Promotions, covering Ireland. Veteran wrestler Doug Williams, a multiple singles and tag team champion in his native England and various U.S. promotions, has been instrumental in helping Global Force Wrestling put together this European alliance. 
At least he's putting the global in global force wrestling. That's true. Well, American European. Here's a here's a story. AJ Styles says he's making more working for New Japan and the Indies this year than he would have in TNA if they renewed him. TNA was going to pay him two hundred thousand dollars. Now the the rest of the story that I heard was that last his last contract he was making three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, and that doing what he's doing now he's making about that instead of taking the pay cut from TNA. Hey, that's enough to deal with the shitty booking. Yeah. No Claire Lynch for you. Yeah, he's pretty busy right now uh, with the New Japan. Uh, the, what is it? The G1 Climax, sorry. He's in that tournament. So he's wrestling over the next three weeks on almost every week the pay per view events. Yeah. So he's getting a lot of work. Yeah. Good for him, man. Make that money. Apparently, he's quite over. Uh, with uh, the crowds over there, they really enjoy his work and they they appreciate him and they they actually book him like a wrestler and, and not some email kid. <laughs> right. So I I I haven't actually caught much of it. I watched a little bit at day one. So I, I found some links for it and checked it out and some great action. I, I don't know for the life of me what you know the comment uh, commentary says, of course, because I don't speak Japanese. But it doesn't matter. Some of those guys. Does such a good job in the ring. They tell a story. I wish we got like English broadcasters show because I just st- I think I would stop watching a lot of the other wrestling shows in, in place of that. You know, like it's just there's only so many hours a week. And this this reminds me of like the type of wrestling, the high flying, high skill technical work I enjoy that we really get so little of from WWE. And even TNA's gotten better, but. That all pales in comparison. It really, really does. If you like that style, if you like the Olympic Oath stuff, they have a bit of that too. They do have some of the big, you know, big guys going on in there. But they, uh, even those guys seem better for some reason. I just, I don't know. I think it's because they don't limit them to own style. Like the WWE is notorious for. You got to work the WWE style. Mm-hmm. I think. I think that's really. I think that's one of the big guys in uh, American wrestling period. It's I think TNA at least uh, even gives your guys more flexibility. Yeah. Oh well. Here's some interesting Raw news: is that the only WWE Raw that Brock Lesnar is advertised to appear at before SummerSlam is August 11th. Oh. So so we're a couple of weeks away from actually seeing Brock Lesnar back on TV, and then we won't see him again until SummerSlam. He's at least got Paul Heyman there to come out. My name is Paul Heyman, and my client, oh, Brock right. Lesnar, you know? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's the same old story with him. You know he's got the limited dates. This isn't really surprising news. No, it's a, no. but he's got one. He's going to have one promo before the pay-per-view. That's interesting, but, you know, he doesn't really t- need to talk anyway, so who cares? And you know what? All, all seriousness, what we were talking about earlier, this is not redundant every single week same old same old this is we are only going to get to see this guy a little bit before the pay-per-view therefore it's special i'm interested in that appearance if you go back i know i'm not going to see it every week if you go back and you watch the 1993 1994 like the monday night raws before they went two hours you will see guys once every couple of weeks 
You you won't see Doink the Clown every week. You won't see Shawn Michaels every week. You won't see Razor Ramon every week. You'll see them every couple of weeks. Every so often you'd see them. Maybe they'd do a run-in at some point and you'll see them a couple of weeks in a row. But, you know, and back then you never thought like, oh, well, what happened to this guy? Where, where'd this guy go? And in fact, the 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 uh, the friend of mine that messaged me yesterday about uh, about the current product, uh, one of his complaints is, you know, a lot of people have like a short attention span. You know what I mean? Like, they they don't have the patience for a storyline now to play out over the course of six or seven months without a pay per view match in between every month. You know, and I I've always been an advocate of. If they got rid of a bunch of the pay-per-views, cut it down to four or five, then you can have the opportunity to have these guys, you know, build up uh, build up a storyline without it getting boring and all of a sudden we're tired of seeing them wrestle. But that's just me. I don't know. Bring back jobbers. <laughs> Anyways... Final Raw rating was a 3.15 up from 2.83 the week before. It was a better show, I think, slightly. You guys agree? Yeah, it was pretty good. All right. Prince Devitt has reportedly signed with WWE, and there will be an official announcement of it soon. Meanwhile, he's having fun with the news of his eminent signing to WWE. Official signing! I'm pleased to announce today that I've signed five poster prints of at Luli Paintings, <laughs> hashtag Prince Devitt. Kenta was backstage at SmackDown this week, speaking of uh, new signees. And we've got good yeah. news. They had, uh, they had Funaki with him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that. Funaki is his translator. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, now that you mention that. And he wasn't playing the, uh, the, corner, uh, the corny type of previous Funaki, the Kung Funaki type of role. He's just playing the mouthpiece. I thought he did a good job. I think it's been long enough that maybe they could stick with that. Kenta is an interesting interesting signing in a lot of ways because two of his most notable moves were stolen by CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. True. That being the running knee and they go to sleep. And he doesn't speak any English. So he... I don't know what they're going to do with this guy. I really hope... I really hope they, they handle him properly. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with this work. If not, uh, go on to emotions, search for him. You'll be impressed. I he, actually, but, I actually caught the uh, the promo that you're referring to, and he says, well, "My style is kick, so I'm going to kick your ass." <laughs> but they're, they're proving with Lesnar, you don't need to be a good talker if they have a good manager. They don't need him to speak. Oh, exactly. That's the problem key. is it's, that if it's foreign talent, they generally don't care. Yeah. Oh, because I was going to point out Rusev, because how much do you hear Rusev say besides, Rusev, that's ya! <laughs> that's uh, pretty much it. We've got good news. Jake the Snake Roberts, at a recent indie show, says he is, as of n July 19th, cancer-free. WWE is now alerting fans in the arena before Bray Wyatt comes out so they'll turn on their cell phones and light up the building. <laughs> but God forbid Cesaro does a swing. Yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really have a problem or anything. Sorry? 
I don't really have a problem or anything with it. I think it's pretty cool of them to kind of help that. I'm just making the comparison that Bray Wyatt is supposed to be a heel who's not supposed to get over. But at the same time, they want that visual. I don't think they think that way entirely about uh, wrestles as much as you want it to think that they do. The goodies and the baddies. They seem to flip-flop on how they want their guys perceived. It seems like every year we'll hear... Okay, now they want them to be, you know, black and white, and now they want them to be more like just wrestlers and not necessarily good or bad. They seem to really flip flop on that a lot, and I think Bray Wyatt probably is a true tweener because they know the crowd is rooting for him. They know he's popular, but also they know that that fucking looks awesome on television. Uh huh. It does. <laughs> And, and you know what? I think the more people that continue to grow doing it, it's an untold little bit of uh, nonverbal communication that his influence truly is growing, which is kind of his gimmick in a way, right? So they're doing this. They're doing this. It's good. It's right. It's actually something positive because we've got a lot of negative criticism. I know I certainly do. I'm very guilty of that. This, fuck no, man. That's smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best part is for smartphones, and therefore they're like social inter- and media. And it must make Triple H really mad. WWE is considering turning Nikki Bella heel to feud with Brie. Woo. <laughs> the, at least they are teasing it, I guess. Yeah. It's easy enough to have Nikki say, "You know what, Steph is right." <laughs> they can. Well, I, I, I guess they're getting a Stephanie McMahon match at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, but I, I guess. Leaked. I guess if Bree and and Nikki do have a feud, it could be over. Uh, I had the better nipple slip. <laughs> no, I had the better nipple slip. Bree had the better. Definitely nipple slip. wasn't Stephanie. Yeah. There's fucking mutations going on. Oh, my God. I commented on a picture. Somebody, I think it was, like, the WWE official page, and I, like, commented on, like, a picture. I'm like, so so is anybody going to explain, like, her boobs? Like, did she have, like, the third boob, like, Total Recall and have it removed or or something? What the fuck? Watch (laughs) a mania. Yeah, but Actually, it wasn't speaking of Bosch, Bosch Spot had a car, uh, comic with her boobs all fucked up. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> uh, despite what I don't he, think I saw that one. It was uh, it was the most recent one where they're all getting arrested for the things they've oh, done. I saw that one. I yeah, you just got it. It's in the first panel. You just got to look for it. <laughs> WWE is. Oh, I just read that one. Despite what TMZ has already reported and has. Been covered elsewhere. Sting is still not under a WWE contract. The only deal he has uh, is the one that involves the WWE 2K Sports video game, uh, 2K15. Both sides are still negotiating in good faith. Speaking of negotiating, TNA is still negotiating with Spike TV for a new TV deal, but is hoping they can announce it at the next TV tapings in early August. It's being reported that the main reason that Vince Russo advising TNA was kept quiet was actually because Spike TV doesn't like him. Originally, it was thought to be because Keji Muto, head of Wrestle 1, thought he was racist given that his treatment of minorities in booking. John Gabrick was able to convince Muto that Russo was just an advisor and not going to have the final say in anything. It's a story that just keeps on giving. It is. (laughs) 
It really looks like anything Vince Russo does. The timing of it couldn't be any worse. No. It's coming out. No. no. Still no contract. Still no rumors. Yeah, why why did they hire this publicity company thingy again? Yeah. <laughs> well, Big uh, Big John G- uh, Gabrick is going to have to do some convincing with the TV companies. I think that Vince Russo wasn't having the final say in anything. Because obviously yeah, he was able to convince the Great Muda. What about the Great Muda? He was able to convince the Great Muda, Keji Muda, <laughs> that Russo Russo didn't have anything uh, really, you know, final say in anything. It's I, I I'm I'm sure that the the relationship they're doing over in Japan is probably not going to get affected by it. But all of the stuff that happened on TNA this week, of course, was taped long before this broke. So true. Well. Speaking of John Gabrick, good news for George. Brooke Assmaster Tessmacher is officially back with TNA. John Gabrick tweeted, happy to announce at Real Brooke Adams and at the Samuel Shaw and at Saya Sonata are all signed to new deals with TNA Impact Wrestling. Woo. <laughs> Yay. Sam Shaw. I like this one. TNA has confirmed that Yoshihiro Tajiri will be part of the Impact tapings in New York City from August 5th to August 7th. Japanese buzzsaw returns. That's right. And, yeah, this is going to be a short show because we're on the last news item. And we can spend a, we can spend time on this, but I think it's been done to death at this point. Daniel Bryan tapped out a burglar <laughs> in Phoenix. <laughs> uh, the story goes that he was him and him and uh, Bree were coming home when two guys ran out of their house with some of their stuff and Daniel Bryan chased them down, caught one of them, kept them in a rear naked choke for five minutes before the <laughs> cops showed up. And this was getting a lot of press. It was nice for them to get some good press. Yes, it was getting a lot of press. And now it's another thing where like, oh, you watch that fake wrestling stuff on TV. Dude, Daniel Bryan tapped out a freaking robber. All right. Got his yeah, shit but- back. Although a, a true A-plus player like Cena would have caught both of them. Yeah, I, I saw that meme. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Triple H would have pedigreed one and thrown a sledgehammer at the other or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he he got rid of Randy Orton when Randy Orton did a break-in. Yes, he did. He threw him through the window. Totally real. <laughs> he threw him through the front window. Uh, I remember that. Oh, boy. <laughs> Anybody have anything to add, or should we just call it a day? I guess that means we're calling it a day. Yeah, I don't have anything. <laughs> okay, then, so... This has been some late-breaking news. I don't know. I don't feel like looking either, so... Yeah, there, there is no breaking news. Except I am not at the house show in Calgary that WWE right now. Why? Because I probably see all the same matches on TV tomorrow night. Yes, you probably will. Well, for at Mark underscore noise, at G of the Internet, at Random Redhead, at Punish78, who barely shows up anymore, I am at Think So Joe. We are at that's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Listen to the show every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 
BWFRadio.com and check out everything on BoardWrestlingFan.com, all our great content, and our Board Hockey Fan partners as well. We'll see you next week. The Smurfs aren't real. That's just too far. Argle, bargle.